0: Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Exodus chapter 14, if you'll turn there, Exodus chapter 14 trying to clean up from this morning. I'm going to tell a story at the very beginning that will be where we will end at the very end of the sermon. So I'm going to tell a story, and then I'm going to go back and give the truth, and then I will come back down to the it. Jet Thomas, it was not uncommon while Jet Thomas was with us, he's now in heaven, And it was not uncommon for Jet and I to share an early, early, early breakfast at IHOP. And uh, when when their family moved back here years ago, um, then Jet would call and and he would say, uh, Hey, um, I'm in town. Do you got a moment for breakfast? And so we would go to breakfast. One particular morning, we're sitting at IHOP, um, that's back, by the way. That's back when IHOP was open 24 seven. Do I need to get that off my chest right now? <laughs> How many agree? We need to get a petition. IHOP needs to go back 24 seven. Come on now. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, so we're sitting there, and uh, and and it was it was. He knew. He knew. Jet and I have been friends for years. Um, when Jet was running the Shreveport route. Years ago, when they lived here before God led them away to Illinois, um, he would take Deanna. We would let Deanna go to Shreveport, Louisiana, with Jet Thomas. And uh, babe, Deanna was in fifth grade, fourth grade. I I still am standing here. I'm standing here right now. and, And 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 Jet didn't. Jet was not scared of me. Jet was scared to death of that woman right down there. Jet Thomas, that big burly ho-ho-type guy, he did not want that woman mad. And so Kelly told him, said, Look, Jet Thomas, I will let you take my daughter. Fourth grade, I will let you take my daughter with you, but she better stay with you and she better be okay with you. And Jet go, yes, ma'am, I I'll, I'll promise I'll take. <laughs> and I said, Oh, one day we get a call. And it's from Deanna. And Deanna is at a police substation in Shreveport, Louisiana. And she, by this time, is in like fifth or sixth grade. Been going for a couple of years. And she was like, Dad, I can't find Brother Thomas, and he's nowhere around. And uh, and so, Jet, she was safe. She was with some workers. But that's not the promise that man made that woman right there. And uh, Jet Thomas showed up at the house. Groveling, going, Miss Kelly, it wasn't my fault. And Miss Kelly just slammed the door on Jet Thomas. It was like anathema. Uh, but 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 Jet Thomas, um, he he looked at me that morning and he goes, What is going on? And I said, I, I don't I don't know I don't know how to to kill the sacred cow among independent Baptists. I just I but but I'm telling you right now that there will come a day when our, churches, when, when our church, Longview Baptist Temple at the time, and uh, I said, when our church will transition to nothing but vans and shuttles. That's it. He looked at me. He pushed back from that table. He go, oh, I knew it was going to happen someday. I just didn't think I'd be alive to see you go liberal and our church go liberal. And I said, Jet, I'm just telling you that I don't know when and I don't know how. He goes, what in the world? And I said, Jet, a couple of things burden me. And one is I want the people who come to church to be serviced. I want them to be loved. Number two, I want them to ride to church to where you can put 10 in a van. And then a driver and a worker can love on these 10, and they can love on them. And we're not hampered by people who have to get CDL licenses. And I said, Jet, I don't know how this is gonna go over. And Jet very wisely said, well, if I am the core sentiment of Longview Baptist Temple, I wouldn't open your mouth at all about any of this, and I would let God do it. And I've been hanging on to this sermon at this time for right now. We built the bus barn back there, and, uh, and I'm speaking very transparently, and Ed Metters is on vacation tonight, and thank God for that, or he'd be going, stop, <laughs> stop talking. We built that bus barn back there in 2018, I think it was, and, uh, and so I'm like, okay, bus parts were hard to come by. CDL drivers were very hard to get. If, if 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 you if you have a CDL driving, if you have a CDL license uh, for your livelihood, um, if I heard it once, I heard it a dozen times. Pastor, I would love to drive, but if I get in a wreck in a bus or I get a violation with my CDL, it affects my livelihood. We, we couldn't get parts. We 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 couldn't keep up with the maintenance. The buses are falling apart. And then God brought down the pandemic and shut her all down. And at that moment, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm standing here to tell you right now that our God is so far ahead of us that we do not even understand this. And I just want to set everybody at ease we still are going to run vehicles in this town to pick up people and bring them to church. We still are going to knock doors. We're still going to get it done. But God knows how to protect our church, and God knows how to mature our church. They passed a federal law that now your CDL drivers That are not grandfathered in, in order to drive a church bus, they have to go through a specialized training. And, Brother Benson, how much is that for the course? $4,500 a driver. Thank you. (laughs) $4,500 a driver to take them through a course. Crazy. It's crazy. Now, let's go to the text. And I'm going to come back. Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 10. When Pharaoh And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever." The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Egypt is a picture where we were in bondage in the wilderness, And, and is the path we are walking as we head to the promised land. Egypt is the picture of the family of God in the place of bondage. Egypt is that place that our family lived for 400 plus years in bondage. The promised land is the land where the family was supposed to live and although it had giants in the land, it still was the place God wanted them to live. This has always been God's plan. God's plan has always been to get his family out of bondage and get his family involved in the fight for the victorious Christian life. Let me say that again. This has always been God's God's plan to get his children out of bondage and to get them into the fight in the promised land. That promised land had a lot of things given to them, but that promised land had giants in the land. But I love the report from the two that came back uh, Joshua and Caleb when the other people reported this, we be as grasshoppers in their sight. And 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 Joshua and Caleb were very quickly to point out, we may be grasshoppers in their sight but boy, how do they look in the sight of God? It has always been God's plan. Get out of Egypt. Get out of bondage. Get to the victorious Christian living. And the time of delay till you get there is your choice. You see, you are the individual spies. I am the individual spies that we look at the promised land and we go, "Mm mm-mm, can't do it, can't do it. Here in Exodus chapter 14, you're going to find out that the period between Egypt and Canaan is known as the wandering years. These 40 years represents our constant journey to strive to get to the promised land. But I will tell you this, I don't want, I don't want to spend 40 years wandering, but I also cannot outrun God and who God is. Many times delay, many times standing still, many times not knowing what the next footprint is can be interpreted as becoming liberal rather than being sensitive and submissive to what the Lord wants for a church. Could I have built this kingdom? Yes. Could I have made the right moves politically in this climate of fundamentalism that you can run with the big boys and Emmanuel Baptist Church can be on the front stage? Absolutely, because I know how to play the political game. But I don't want to play a political game with God's house and God's people. I just want to be a pastor of a local New Testament Baptist church that simply does our part to win the lost and see people saved and see people's lives changed. And this is where we're at in Exodus 14. In Exodus 14, 11. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt saying, let us alone? that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Look at his response in verse number 13. I'm getting ready to give you my title. Look at verse number 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, fear ye not. What is the next two words, please? Stand still. Stand still. Standing still in your separation from Egypt. Not your separation unto the promised land. You know what he said? To the people that said, we, we we just need to go back to Egypt. We need a little bit more worldliness. Let me stop and just tell you this. One of the hardest things a pastor does is keep worldliness from getting into the fabric of a church. This is hard. And where you may not hear me have a sermon at times, you better believe this. I am having personal, one-on-one conversations with leadership and with followership to say this. We can't act like the world. We don't want the world. That song's not gonna be sung from behind this pulpit. We're not wearing that. We're not doing that. We're not going there. Listen, and as you know, sometimes it costs us people, but that's okay Because I'm standing still, and I am not going back to Egypt. And I just need to let anybody in this auditorium know or watching online, if you think Emmanuel Baptist Church is going to be worldly by your suggestions and your pull and your fragrance, you have lost your mind. Because I don't want nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I would say I'd burn the house down, but my luck, the house would catch on fire and I'd go to jail. All right, so stand still before a church can go forward. Look at verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they what, please go forward. That they what? Go forward. What did he say? First of all, stand still. Then he said, Go forward. We have got to remember we must stand still in our separation to the world and make up our mind, I don't want the world. Can I just take a slap at Disney right now? Would that be okay? I am going to tell you right now, if you got Disney Plus, you need to cancel it. You need to get off the subscription. You need to get your Pirates of the Caribbean. Have you seen the filth of these two actors and this actor that now the junk is coming out about Johnny Depp. But let me tell you something, you keep raising your kids on that pipe, bow your head, close your eyes, but this is the truth. You keep raising your family on Pirates of the Caribbean and all these Disney stars, come on now, that are absolutely ruining the morals of our children and they're ruining everything going on. Amen, preacher, because I'm telling you right now, Disney created its Britney Spears and the Musketeers, and then groomed her and grew her along with all that generation that followed her to where she was a bald-headed idiot taking a baseball bat and beating up a car out of her mind. Took a fish and put a lesbian's voice in a fish. But we got a bunch of fish followers We're letting the iPad babysit our kids? We're letting the phone babysit our kids? So, oh, Pastor, Pastor, come on now. Are you serious as a heart attack? Stand still. Mm, I think this cost us some members. Stand still. You say, well, stop meddling in my home. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not far how far the church reaches into your home. It's how far your home reaches into the church. I'll stay out of your house if you stay out of this house. I've tried to be nice once. I've tried to be nice twice. I told you all when I became pastor that I would address it once privately, I would address it twice privately, I would address it three, go back and listen to the sermon, I would address it three times privately, but if I was disrespected, then I'm coming to the pulpit and I am throwing a grenade across the bow and I am telling you that Disney conversation in the classrooms and in Sunday school and on teen trips And on college outings, is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. We didn't spend money on them vans for you to put Frozen CD in the thing and for you to jam to Disney on your way to a youth activity. We didn't do that. God's people didn't buy those vans. For God's kids to sit there, what are they supposed to do? I've already talked to you three times, and now I'm telling you. Don't reach into this house and bring Egypt into this house. How come you hadn't called me to drive a van? I wonder why. I've already talked to you three times, but you won't stop. I told you. I don't ever do this until somebody's pushed me to do this, and I've had one-on-one conversations. We're going to stand still, and we're going to look at Egypt and say this. If we die at this point because the world kills us, better we die right here, right now. Let this be the waterloo. Let this be the defining moment. But I ain't marching back there. You can call me old. You can call me out of date. You can call me just like my father. I don't care what you call me. But I ain't going to Egypt. I ain't going back to the leeks. I'm not going back to the onions. I was raised staying out of Egypt. Now, back to our calm, <laughs> Stand still. I said, come on, we need to go back to Egypt. Stand still. We're not having a swimming party. Y'all, this is months coming because I'm being disrespected as pastor. We're not having a swimming party. Well, what if they wear all their clothes? We're not having a swimming party with boys and girls in the same pool. We're not having a swimming party with boys and girls in the same pool. Well, what if it's a bunch of us adults? Then don't tell them you go to Emmanuel Baptist Church, and if you aren't going to get in that pool, you better get a shirt from Graphics that says this, I go to EBC and I know better. Don't be telling me, well, we're going to go out as a class activity, and we're going to go to a movie house. You may go to a movie house. Got quiet on that one. But don't expect me to be happy about it, because I've already talked to you. You push me to the limit. I don't want Egypt. I don't want nothing to do with Egypt. And the difference between me and a 100 other pastors, I think, is this. I don't mind talking to you. It's not you, Brother Jake, but you get picked on because you're sitting on the front row. (laughs) I don't mind talking to you once, and here's how the conversations have gone. Brother, could you do me a favor? Could you leave the frozen CD at home? Two months later. Brother, could you do me a favor? I've already asked you once. Could you leave the soundtrack from the greatest hits at home. Could you do me a favor? Because I perceive that you don't care what I say. And I perceive that you think I'm scared to get up in church and say something. Did I tell you what my last name is? And at 54 years of age, 14 years of pastoring, how many would agree? I don't do what I just did on a very because if I got any time to talk about talk about Jesus, stand still. Egyptians are coming. Stand still. They're going to kick. Stand still. But standing still is not the end. My separation is not to define me. Did y'all hear that? My separation is not to define me. My love for Jesus Christ and the gospel is to define me. We are standing still in our separation from the world, but we're going forward in our gospel to the world. You say, I disagree with you about Disney. Good. You say, you can't tell me what to watch in my house. I understand. But this is God's house. Y'all understand? This is God's house. And I read just a little bit of excerpt from this trial going on, and I am telling you right now, I am telling you that the f- filth, the filth, and I don't know if you saw that Zoom call that they leaked with the lesbians and the sodomites, that are picking the parts for the next new thing. Not from the straight community. And can I stop and just say, that be me. Yeah. They hadn't called me to a, play a pirate. Yeah. I'm kind of hurt. You know what they're calling them from? The LGBTQ, XYZ, ABC. That's where they're calling them from. And let me tell you what's happening you're stuck in Bambi era. Grandparents, Bambi no longer exists. Bambi's dead. <laughs> and Arthur Carstens killed him. Oh, 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 oh oh, oh, look at me, lady, look at me. I can handle a lot of things until you look at me that way. Don't shake your head at me. It's going to start my toes, and it's going to work its way up my body. And I promise you, I just realized I'm staying on top of a banister because I don't, no, 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 no. This is God's house. And I haven't, I haven't had been put in this position in like 20 years, but I am telling you right now, this church, before it goes under, is going to know that God reigns supreme, and we are not going back to Egypt. This was just a passing point. Mm, This was just a passing point. Calm down. Thank you. Look at verse 15. Let's go forward. (laughs) He said this to them that they go forward. Forward. Here's the title for tonight. Go forward. Or could I say, gospel forward. (laughs) Gospel forward. Not just go forward. Gospel forward. You see, to go forward without sharing the gospel means we're just a social club and a humanitarian organization. Going forward is no good unless we take the gospel. So it's not go forward, it's gospel forward. This will be our summer theme, gospel forward. Because what good is it to be peculiar from the world? What good is it to stand out from the world unless we are gospeling forward? Why do you ladies look the way you do? Just to be weird and ostracized? No, ma'am. You look the way you do and you dress the way you dress according to the Bible so you can gospel forward. Sir, why don't you drink so you can gospel forward? Ma'am, why don't you go down to the, down to the pool down here at the public swimming hole? Want to know why? So you can gospel forward. Sir, why do you cut your hair so you can gospel forward? Why don't I drink so I can gospel forward? Why don't I go to the dance floor and dance so I can gospel forward? Why do I treat my wife like a lady so I can gospel forward? And I am telling you there's something attractive about an alien, a pilgrim, a stranger, somebody who's in this world, and you're different. Different for what? To be a martyr? No, 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 no. We're different. The gospel forward. Go to John chapter 4 and let's end this thing. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I want you to notice this at the Samaritan. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice. And herein is that saying true, one soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men that labor, and ye are entered into their labor. We're going to gospel forward. We have to gospel forward. Number one, in order to gospel forward, it takes a spiritual taste. It takes a spiritual taste. We must stop satisfying ourselves with this. What's our Easter program? What's our Christmas program? What do we have for the kids? No, 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 no. To gospel forward says this. I get my thrill. Out of telling the woman at the well about eternal life. I don't get my thrill. I love to preach. Love to preach. Love to master the art of a sermon, which I did not do very well tonight. I love to master this. I love studying the Word of God. But this is what, this should not fill me up. You know what should fill me up? Look at verse 32. I have meat to eat that you know not of. Mm, Mmm. Mmm. The disciples said, who brought him a Big Mac? In verse number 33, it's right there. You know what he said in verse 34? My meat is to do the what please? Will. For I'm come to seek and to save that which was lost. Do you know why we have people that are going back to Egypt? Do you know why we have people that, that want to go back? Because they have the wrong taste. And their idea of going forward is not gospel forward. It is just go forward. For what? What good is it if you memorize more Bible and nobody gets the gospel? What good is it if you are, are, are have perfected the Christian graces but nobody gets the gospel? We must go gospel forward. I don't understand why God dropped three shuttle buses in our lap. I don't understand why this pastor said, pastor, we could, we can make a whole lot more, but we'll sell it to you for 10,000. I got no idea why these vans kept dropping into our lap unless you put it inside the context of going forward, or should I say, gospeling forward. God has not given us these vehicles, and you have not given to these vehicles. You put your stamp of approval on it. God put his stamp of approval on it. For what? We got nice things to take to camp. If I hear that one more time. I'm going to resurrect the oldest, nastiest LBT bus from the graveyard that has no air condition and the windows don't come down and we're going to put the luggage on top and we are going to sweat for Jesus all the way to Yafala, Oklahoma. God didn't give us those vehicles for you to have an outing. God didn't give us those vehicles for you to be okay so your hair doesn't fall. God gave us those vehicles so we could gospel forward. Gospel forward. Gospel forward. But it's going to take you getting a spiritual taste the gospel I'm glad our teenagers can get to ride in style we're getting ready to have some kids outings I'm glad that our children are going to take the old beat-up buses so they don't ruin the new (laughs) shuttles I'm kidding but it's going to take you going you know pastor man man pastor I want in on this gospel forward Some of you, if I handed you a key and I said, captain it, you would look at me and go, "Uh uh-uh. No, I don't captain children. I don't pick people up. That's okay. I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. But let's do something to gospel forward. There are so many things that we can do, but I don't believe that God gave us the vehicles for us not to realize their true function. Their true function is to be a way for people to get to church who have no other way to get to church. This is why he did it. This is why he showed us favor. I have pastors right now, and I'm just going to speak, speak, I don't ever go this far out, but, but pastors right now are like, hey, could you, could you tell me where you got that kind of deal at? Can you tell me what's your inside dope? Do you, do you got an inside network? You know what the answer is? Yes. God, I want more vans because nobody gets a free pass. They've got a driver's license. <laughs> I had a pastor tell me the other day, you're the luckiest pastor I ever know. Who picks up three shuttle buses for $50,000? Who picks up another shuttle bus for ten dollars And who, which one that out of Kaufman cost us? The one out of coffin? 12? 12? 12? You know what I think God's saying? Come on, people. Come on, Emmanuel. Come on, Emmanuel. I'll give it to you. Come on, come on, Emmanuel. But God didn't give it to us for us to stand still and cut our hair and wear nice clothes and travel around the city and be a pageant. God Gave us those vehicles to say this. I would love for you to come. I don't have a ride. We'll send somebody, somebody by to pick you up. Did you hear that young man? Young man, nothing. Did you hear Ryan stand up today and try to quote John three sixteen? You know where that came from? Poncho and I were knocking on that door. And Ryan and Jonathan, three weeks went by. And I the, 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 the lady who runs the homes here in Longview called me and said, they didn't get a ride from their church that they were going to last week. Can you stop by and pick them up? And I told Rachel, and Rachel went by, and Alex went by, and Judith went by. We went by that day. And I said, these girls will be by to pick you up. I think Ryan's in love with Rachel. That's what I think. But 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 <laughs> Rachel's like something I need to know, Pastor. <laughs> Can I tell you? I was standing back over here talking, talking back over here while Miss Jamie was throwing stuff at me, and uh, and and I'm back over here talking. Jonathan comes up, bright red shirt on. So look at my new shoes. I said, Jonathan loved them shoes, man. That shuttle bus was at its finest. It was glowing this morning when it pulled up in front of that house. And out came Jonathan and Ryan. And then this morning when I said, you may got a Bible verse? For God so loved the world... But I could tell the Pharisees, oh, not King James. He didn't quote King James. Well, I just want to say something to the Pharisees. Better his feeble attempt at standing up with a verse than... You know what hypocrisy is? Well, you'll quote the King James, but yet you'll send a greeting card with the NIV. Okay, we're going to move on with that one. (laughs) That hurt. God did not give us his favor, He didn't give it to us for us to stand still and be better. God gave it to us to gospel forward. It's going to take a spiritual taste. The second thing, look at verse 35. You're going to have to 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 fight spiritual apathy. Look what he said to the disciples right here. Brother and Miss Smith, there ain't no way. I stayed within 20 minutes. Look at John chapter 4. Look at it. Verse 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, musicians, if you'll come. Holy Spirit just said I'm done. Say unto you. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are right already, to, right already to harvest. Spiritual apathy needs to be done in this church. We need to be done. We need to be done. You say, Pastor, I can't drive. Pastor, I can't captain. Pastor, you don't understand. My time's very limited. I, 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 I can't, could, could I just help? help all of us right now can we take the box and just break it right now but yet ryan i didn't even see you back there you're the man ryan can can we take that box and can we break the box of expectations of what you think i'm going to expect and can we just bring the wood to jesus and just say jesus what can i do Boy, you know, just right now, there may be some teenagers here. That you're like, you know, Dad, if you'll drive, I'll run it. I love my brother. I love my brother very, very deeply. (laughs) I was captaining a route in Kilgore, Texas, and and John Smith would drop me off in his Dotson pickup truck while he went to Henderson. He dropped me off on my bike there for a little bit where the Mexican restaurant was in Longview Street. And, and there for a little bit, I just rolled my bike. I had no idea how much of an influence that, that was on my little brother. I am 18 years of age. My little brother when he was 14 and 15, talked to my mama and getting her buick a Sabre and driving to Tyler and my little brother with his feet not even dangling on the floors. My mama, she couldn't go on Sunday because her health wouldn't let her. But boy, on Saturday my mom and my brother would get in that, that Buickless Sabre and they would head on down the road. Teenagers, don't sell yourself short. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Gospel forward. Gospel forward. But I tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take us getting off the sideline and doing, listen to this, and doing whatever your age and your stage will let you do. Some of your schedule won't let you do what you think I'm going to ask you to do. Some of your health won't let you do. Oh, Pastor, ah, I know how this is going to go. Once I stand and say I'll help you gospel forward, I know, I know it's coming. No, you don't. Because I am here to tell you that I I believe, I believe. Men, I hope we're not more interested in the basketball game to follow than we are God's word right now. I believe that the timing's right for this kind of sermon to tell everybody with apathy. I'm not talking about, I, 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 Pastor, I can't. This is the only day I have with my family. I get, I... I totally get that. And I wouldn't sacrifice that family time. I believe if you come to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, those are the only things that I can prove biblically from the Bible that they assembled. I can't prove anything else. But I can tell you this, everybody can help gospel forward. But here's what's going to take. No more apathy. Ah, oh, I got four months to the harvest. Look at the very last one in John 436. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men, what please? Labored. Labored. And ye are entered in you're entered in. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I am asking you either to labor or to enter in to somebody's labor. Some of your health will let you labor. Some of you that are single, you're at the right age to labor. And then let all the older people enter into your labor. Labor. But I'll even flip that. Brother and Miss Thompson, God bless you too. You knew this was coming. Your combined age is what? That way I don't have to add them together publicly and make your wife hit me. A hundred and what? 146? Oh my goodness. Brother Thompson, you look good for 19. <laughs> you know what those two people did? Those two people came out of retirement. those two people came out of retirement. And yesterday she looked at me and I said, how many of y'all got coming? She said zero, but we got four on the list. I'm not asking you to do either labor or enter into somebody else's labor. I'm not going to ask for commitments tonight. But as you leave, you're going to see the vans and the shuttle buses out there. The capacity it will be mocked by some brethren when they hear that we right now could pick up 150 with the new one, if, if, if God so gives it to us. I can hear the scoffers. Huh, oh, 150? Is that all? You know what I say? That's 150 people for us to love on. Could you, Captain? Could you drive? Could you knock doors, whether once a week, once a month, once a quarter? Could you help with promotions? Could you help by being available to meet the van or the shuttle bus at the church and let them sit with your family? Could you help financially? Could you wash the vehicles? Could you gas up the vehicles? Could you call out the people in prayer on Saturday night? Could you call people on Sunday morning to let them know they're on their way? Could you adopt a rider one Sunday a year and take them out on their birthday? You see, the list for me goes on and on and on and on. Not asking you to do it all. I'm just asking you, will you gospel forward? Will you gospel forward? Yesterday, Grace, Grace, I'm looking at Grace, Kelly and Poncho and I loaded up. We had, a, we had just, a, just a little bit of a break from the championship Saturday, and we loaded up and headed out for an address. And it's a dear family that came Wednesday night, all because they met Jordan and Grace someplace months ago. Months ago. Brother Munoz was in California and met a family and handed a track to him and said, well, we're moving. We won't be here. And Brother Munoz said, where are you moving to? They said, a place called Longview, Texas. <laughs> Where's Ms. Schultz at? Brother, am I right? A place called Longview, Texas. And y'all sat up there with the family. Michael Allen starts speaking Spanish to the family. Michael is as white as I am, but he grew up in Ecuador. A family all the way from California is moving to Longview, ends up here because Arturo Munoz was Gospeling forward. Please. I started out with the conversation about with Jet to end up right here. God's not brought these vehicles our way. For them only to be used as limousines. I'm for it. I'm glad. I am so glad that we get to represent our church well. I think they're sharp. I I love the vans and the shuttle buses. I just want to parade them around town. But that's not what they're for. You know what they're for? When somebody says, I want to come to church, and they don't have a way to church. let's gospel forward. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.